lead her every day, living for messy action. This is the Lifestyle Leadership Podcast for women who want to be the best version of themselves while making an impact. And who are willing to take messy and perfect action to get there. I'm Jordan. And I'm Dr. Tay. And we are here to guide and empower you to lead yourself every day. Let's dive into today's episode. Hi, everybody. We are so excited to be back with another guest. Today, we have Marissa Lonick on with us. Marissa is a time management and productivity coach. Um, she has a community that you can be a part of, and she is also an author. She's about to launch a book called Biz Momagent, The Working Mom's Guide to Go from Employee to Entrepreneur, which is extremely timely. So it was such a good conversation. Um, we're excited for y'all to hear it. I think this is one of the really cool things about social media and networking. The way that I met Marissa was actually through the CEO Mom Summit. So if you listened to the episode a couple of weeks ago where I talked about, you know, concerns about your child's development, which is what that was originally recorded for, that's how she and I originally connected. And it just, yeah, it seemed so timely and also, you know, understanding kind of like how to navigate this season as well as in the season being like if you feel that nudge or feel that desire, you know, to make some sort of change, as well as we do talk about some time management, different like aspects and different ways of just thinking about time management as well. Awesome. So we're going to get into the episode. Hope you guys enjoy it and we'll see you next time. Just as a reminder, anything shared on our episodes are not clinical advice. Please talk to a qualified mental health professional if you are needing more support. All right, y'all, we are back for another episode. And last episode, we talked all about, you know, Jordan and I going ahead and leaving our careers and transitioning out. And I'm just so excited today for Marissa Lonick to go ahead and share her story, how she transitioned out of the corporate world into entrepreneurship. And I'm so excited for her to tell us about the book that she is getting ready to launch. Well, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, we are so excited you're here. Thank you for making time for us. Of course. Yeah. Well, I guess just a little bit about me. My name is Marissa Lonick. I am the founder of an organization called Mama Work It, where we support women in the juggle of work life, mom life, wife life, fill in the blank life. And I guess my story starts with regards to that transition, really when I started my business, I started that alongside my corporate job. I was a corporate executive for many years, very demanding schedule. You know, if you work in the corporate world, you know. Uh, it's a lot. It's a lot to juggle alongside motherhood in itself, but something inside me wanted to serve this market. I used to blog uh, for the working mom community. Then I started, I love to write. So I wrote my first book and this, this kind of started evolving alongside my corporate career. And for a long time, it worked just fine. I mean, Hey, I'm a time management and productivity coach. I made it work, right? I figured out ways to juggle this alongside other other things in my life because I really felt passionate about it and I wanted to. And then there came a time, Q2020, when I started to feel a little bit misaligned. 
Now, I think that part of that was I lost a lot of support systems, like many moms out there that did, right? I lost my full-time childcare. I lost school for my older kids. I'm a mom of four. Um, probably forgot to mention that, but I'm a mom of four kiddos. And, you know, I felt like I was juggling the impossible at the time. And, ooh, and it just started to feel really misaligned for me. And I thought to myself, well, okay. I've got this great flexibility now that I'm working from home. This is something I've always wanted. Why am I not totally happy? Like the way things are going now. Okay. We have the situation where if I had full-time childcare, if I had school, like sure, it could have gone a lot better, but that time also gave me a lot of white space to be really introspective and think, is this career still fulfilling me in the way that, you know, it once did. Am I being called now maybe to step more fully into my business than I've been able to, right? Because when you're juggling a side hustle and main hustle, your side hustle, as much as you prioritize that, you know, it, it'll typically get what one to two hours a day max of what you can give, especially when you're a mom, because you've got so many things, you know, going on. And so once that misalignment started to kind of sneak up and rear its head, I guess you could say, you know everything started to feel hard. So mm -hmm. like all the things that would normally I could, I could handle and handle like a boss. It, it wasn't like that anymore. Right. Like things started to feel really hard. Work started to feel not as fun. I was getting like snappy, you know, like all the things. So I did a lot of soul searching, a lot of prayer, a lot of just analysis. I'm analytical. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, you know, really kind of went on this internal journey and decided it was time. It was that time. And although that had always been the intent, I never, ever felt like it was the right time. I wasn't making, you know, my corporate salary. Uh, I held the benefits for my family, you know, like lots of reasons why it didn't make sense, but it's like, I couldn't silence that any longer. It was time. I read in your book. I think it was a quote about how like a toddler is so persistent and saying like, mommy, mommy. And that's what it feels like when you're living outside of your like alignment zone. And that is just so accurate. Like you said, it started to show up in everything, things that you once felt fulfilled by things that once felt easy, like everything kind of turns on its head when you're not living in alignment. Completely. Yes. That, that is totally it. It's like that nagging voice and, you know, you love your kids. Yeah. But sometimes that mommy is, you know, yes. that's <laughs> yeah. not my name. <laughs> Looking back, do you feel like before the time set, it started to come forward and you started to realize it, that there were also other indicators before that, or was it some big shift for you where it started just pretty immediately to feel misaligned? You know, I think it was a long time coming when I started my business. I thought down the line, yes, I want to turn this into something that I can do as my main source of income, but it never felt feasible like in the present moment. And, you know, when you are constantly rushing, right? Mm -hmm. Like pre-pandemic, if you think about your life, if you were commuting, if you were dropping off at daycare, picking up, you know, making dinner, there never felt like a lot of time during the day to actually like think about the present situation, right? Mm -hmm. So I think the blessing in the, the kind of slowness that the pandemic brought us 
even though, again, it was not an easy time, it allowed for a little bit of white space to just think, right? To just really feel all the things that we were rushing through beforehand. So what would you tell somebody listening right now who is in that very reactive routine state where we simply don't have time to think? Like, how would you advise someone to kind of get that white space and and work through that mentally? What would that look like for someone right now? Yeah, well, I'm a big believer in it's not that we don't have the time, it's that we're not making it. So, and it's easy to fall into that. I've definitely been in those shoes and I know many moms, especially working moms probably feel that way too. But if we can prioritize making that time every day, it does not need to be a long time, even if it's five or 10 minutes, really, you know, if you're a writer, I love to write, grab a journal. If you're someone who just wants to be quiet, you know, put on a song or not in silence, maybe. And, you know, be in sort of a meditative state, do some breath work, do something, carve that time out for yourself because amazing things happen during those moments, right? Like your next million dollar idea is going to come. You are going to get clarity on something that you've been, you know, troubled with. Maybe you're just going to actually have the white space to like feel less anxious about something, but really prioritizing that time and space daily is key. And, you know, I, I know everybody's busy. Everybody feels like, oh, I could never make that happen. Trust me. I used to say, <laughs> I used to say back in the day, like, who has time to meditate? Like, why? Why even do that? Like, I'm from New York. I can be cynical. I totally am like that. I even wrote a newsletter back in the day to my subscribers. I'm like embarrassed to say this, where the headline was, um, say it with me. And then when you opened the newsletter, it said, just kidding. I don't meditate. Who has time for that shit? (laughs) (laughs) I'm not even kidding. Like I, I have transformed. Okay. So, but if you can create this time and space, you will be surprised by even five or 10 minutes daily, what an impact this can have on the bigger picture for you. Mm. And anybody can make this happen. Like we all have five and 10 minutes a day, stop scrolling for five or 10 minutes do this, put it on your calendar, put a reminder, whatever's going to hold you accountable to make it happen. Yeah, totally. I love that. I do want to give like a small disclaimer, just because I think sometimes us high achievers, which I don't know, Marissa, if you identify with that, but probably the, I don't have time. Yeah. Is that sometimes though, when we head into this new space of making time and making a priority, then we place this expectation that we need to have some big revelation Mm -hmm. or it needs to do something for us. And I absolutely agree. Some of my like best ideas, my best inspiration, my best self comes out of these slow moments. But what I noticed is that it's slow moments over time, right? Mm -hmm. It's not any one moment where I can just like lay down on my bed and meditate and be like, it's all going to come to me. I find if I go in with that expectation, I actually end up feeling unfulfilled in it because I'm like anxious or I want something or, you know, I'm waiting for this thing to come and then I'm frustrated when it doesn't. And so I totally agree that amazing things happen and we can't expect every single quote unquote meditation session or every single, you know, journaling session to be this profound thing. For sure. 
And I think what you said in the sense of like, you can't have that expectation. Well, if you have that expectation, it's almost like you're not doing it right. Right. Mm -hmm. Because you're going into it. You're going into it, trying to actually do something. And I know it's hard. I'm a doer too. Mm -hmm. I get it. I want to be doing, going, going, going all the time. I always want to be five steps ahead of where I am. Like even now, but when you give yourself that space and listen, if like the thought of lying down on your bed and meditating makes you want to throw up, don't do it. (laughs) Go for a walk for 10 minutes, right? Like take a hot shower, you know, like do something where you can just be kind of like embody, right? Just get into your body, get out of your head and let things flow. Yeah. I would love to go back to, so you've made this pivot, you made this decision. What did that look like for you after that? And, and maybe within there, like what lessons were you learning along this huge transition time from deciding to leave your corporate and really dive into your side now full hustle? Yeah. So it was a lengthy process to actually, you know, firm it up. I will say like, it's something I was thinking about for a long time, debating, contemplating back and forth. And then finally I said, I'm going to give it a date. Mm -hmm. And I think when you give something a date, it makes it more real, right? It's a deadline. It's like you put a goal, you write it down. Even the fact of writing it down is a big deal. But then if you say by this date, I want this to happen. You're like, oh damn, okay, I gotta, I gotta do something to actually make it happen. It's not just like this wishy-washy idea in my head. So I gave it a date. It was my birthday of that year. And I said, when I turn 37, I'm not gonna be employed here anymore. Like I'm just, I wanna be on my own. I don't want to go another year doing something that doesn't feel right for me. That was a big step. Other big steps, you know, I started making investments in my business. Now, was I turning a major profit? No, like, (laughs) but it felt like I was taking it more seriously to spend more money on it. Now, I'm not saying go be frivolous and like drop tens of thousands of dollars on your business if it doesn't make sense to do so. But, you know, things like investing in a business coach, investing in maybe technology you need, you know, just things like that, that are going to really help you and help this feel like you're fully committed, you're fully stepping into it. I think there are great free resources out there that you can find. You can pretty much Google anything and learn how to do it. I've done a lot of those things, but there is nothing like giving someone your money when you invest in yourself that makes you work harder. Mm -hmm. Because especially when you work for your money, you know how valuable that is. Like you really value every dollar. And when you are investing in something like a business coach or a program or something that's really going to level you up in your business, you know, you just work that much harder because you want your investment to pay off and you're, you kind of step into this space where you're really fully committed at that point. Mm -hmm. So those are a few things that stand out to me as being, you know, pivotal in that experience. I think that's so true. And it can be really scary. You know, all of these things, right? Setting a date, being like, I don't know what will happen. How am I going to make it work? All those thoughts go through or investing. Same thing. Like, I don't have the money. Is the money going to be coming in? But it also sounds like some of what you're saying is like having that thought helps you then align with that thought. Completely. Yeah. It starts there. And, you know, I'm just, I'm a pretty risk averse person. Like I've always been very practical. 
always been very just, you know, risk averse when it comes to things like this. But when you are an entrepreneur, when you step into that, right, like it is inevitable that you have to take risks. So those are just some examples of things that when you get started, one other thing I'll say is for a really long time, even when I was running my business alongside my career, I never fully identified as a business owner. So mm -hmm. I'm sure many people that are juggling a business alongside their career can identify with this, right? Like you meet new people, your LinkedIn, all of it points to your career, like where you are employed. And I did this for a number of reasons. I think, you know, outwardly, I wanted to not relay the wrong message that I wasn't fully committed to my organization, right? Mm -hmm. Like I loved where I worked. I loved the people I worked for. I had a lot of respect for them. And I never wanted, and I had a high title. So I never wanted anyone to think like, oh, she's got a foot out the door or anything like that. So that's one reason. But another reason, you know, I think deep down is like, I wasn't sure I was going to make it happen, right? Like I wasn't fully committed to myself on the other side. So even taking a small step as like adding this to your LinkedIn profile, introducing yourself as a founder or as a CEO when you meet people and not minimizing what you do in your business that you're building, you know, alongside your career potentially. That's a really challenging thing to do. I think first and foremost, because of number one, I relate to that, not wanting your company to be like, you say you're so busy, but what are you doing building another business? You know, but I've actually read a ton of stats and research that point to those that can fulfill themselves in that type of area, whether it be a side hustle, whatever, small business, they actually produce a better work product and they're better colleagues because they're happier. They're more engaged because they feel fulfilled. Not every area of our career is going to fulfill us. I mean, it, it just won't. So that's a good perspective to have. If anyone out there is listening, you know, it can make you a better employee. You're not cheating on your company. Yeah. I'm so glad you said that because the way I actually teach time management is rooted in that. You know, it's when you feel good, you do good. So when you are fulfilled as a person, whether that means you're working on your passion project, you're doing your DIY stuff at home, you know, you're whatever it is, you are more efficient, more mm -hmm. motivated, you have more energy, you're more productive, like all those things benefit. So absolutely that your corporate job or whatever you're doing that you're looking to transition out of, they're going to benefit from you doing this. Yeah, for sure. I'd love to transition into your book. Okay. So when is launch date for this book for the public? Yes. Book is released on October 6th. Oh yes. my gosh. That's so yeah. soon. So it by the time so everybody's listening to this, yes. they'll be able to get their hands on it. They will. Yeah. So it's coming out as an ebook first. And shortly after we will have a paperback version available. And then shortly after that, we will have the audiobook because I don't know about you, but I listen to a lot yes. of books yes. rather than read them just because that's my life. So yeah, I'm super excited oh. that it'll be available in all those formats. We so, love that. So what inspired you to write this book? Well, I think a few things. I mean, I think it's almost like therapy when you go through something like this to write about it. <laughs> <laughs> so it was therapeutic for me. 
I wrote about it while I was in the transition. I wrote about it after I obviously edited a lot afterwards, but yeah, so it was, it was good for that reason. And also just, I will say, you know, I know how I felt in that situation. I know how long it took me to make that decision. I know how much back and forth went on internally. Uh, I just know the struggles that I dealt with and I wanted to be able to empower, to motivate, to inspire someone who was in that place to have this resource, to know that A, I'm not alone. B, it's so possible. It is so possible for me. Uh, And C, I want to get out of the, what if it doesn't work out? And then move to the, what if it does? I think we all get stuck in the, what if it doesn't? Because that's how our brains are wired. We're like, you know, we need to survive. We need to stay safe. And it is safe when you have a paycheck coming in every week, when you have PTO, when you have benefits, when you have all those things. I mean, of course, anybody's job can go at any time, but it's, it's fairly safe. Uh, rather than stepping into your own business, especially when you're in a newer stage of that, when you're just not sure how it's going to land, right? Like the proof hasn't necessarily come through yet at the level that you're looking for. So really for those reasons. Yeah, I love that. And I think it's so important. This is something I started to realize through my journey, Jordan and I talking about it. Not a lot of people talk about this messy middle of transitioning, right? It's so easy to hear these like success stories of people being like, I left my job, you know, I, I built this business, I built this career that I absolutely am passionate about, and I get to make the decisions. And yet all of us have these messy middles, right? It's not as glamorous as it looks. There's so many things that come with it and so many reasons to do it, but it's not necessarily a glamorous process. So I love that, you know, you're willing to just kind of share all of that and speak to it and be really real about it. Thank you. I will say vulnerability does not come easy for me. So every time this is the second, well, I've written three books. One's a journal planner. So I don't count that as being entirely vulnerable, but (laughs) I find that like I write these books, I get super vulnerable because I want to be real. And then when they come out, I'm like, oh my God, I have like a vulnerability hangover because I'm like, Mm -hmm. people are actually reading it now, you know? So yeah, it is messy. I mean, hey, there are days when I'm like, damn, I'm working so hard, like much harder than I did before. What's going on here? And I have to check myself because I don't know about you guys, but when I left the corporate world, I inherited sometimes the worst boss. Like I put so much pressure on myself sometimes and I really have to like check myself and be like, okay, whoa, right. What's feasible here? What's realistic? Why did I go into this space? Remembering those reasons and then getting back to a place where I feel like, okay, this is working. Right. Yeah. I, and I just, to kind of bring us around a little bit, you said one of the best things you did was making investments in yourself. And as you're saying that, it's literally things I say all the time, but yet it's hitting home for me so much. And there is something to have someone else 
say that to you, someone else to keep you grounded, someone else to help you navigate those times. Like, yeah, you can do it on your own, but hearing it out loud, it just hits differently sometimes than, you know, hearing it in your head. And so I think that's been one of the things for me. I think that's made this journey, I don't know the word, but maybe a little more seamless, but there's still a lot of really hard times. And yeah, everything you're saying, I'm just like, I literally felt my body just kind of like drop and be like, yes, yes. Yeah. I think it's rare when you invest in yourself that you have regret afterwards. Mm. I've never personally regretted making an investment in myself, even if it didn't pan out exactly how I thought it would. I took away so much from that. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. So I know you're like the queen of time management. Like you have an entire business, you know, based on that. Would you mind just giving our listeners like a few little tidbits, some of your favorites or things that really resonate with the moms that you work with? Because maybe it will inspire them to add, you know, a little bit of more structure or a different way of thinking about their day. Yes, I would love to. So A few things when it comes to time management, I will say is as a prerequisite to anything, you need to have clarity, right? So you need to know how you want to spend your time. Otherwise you are going to inevitably end up wasting it. Mm -hmm. So what do I mean by this? I mean, let's see if you already have your business idea and you know what you want to be doing. You need to gain clarity on the steps that you want to be taking the action steps, right? Because you don't just wake up with this great idea one day and then just like, boom, go full speed. You just can't do that, right? There's a million other things you have to do that you're juggling. Um, you have to learn a bunch of things. It can be discouraging because I don't, I don't know about you, but like I had to learn a ton along the way. And I did a lot of the things on my own, as many of us new entrepreneurs probably have done. So you have to have clarity in what you want to do. Now, these can be bigger goals. They should also be smaller goals, like smaller tasks. You can do micro things on a daily basis toward getting your business off the ground or growing it, scaling it, whatever your goals are in that moment. The other thing I'll say is, you know, just like from a general perspective, as a, as a community, as a culture, we're busy, right? Like, How many times do you get that question? How are you? And oftentimes people answer good. They answer fine, but they also now answer busy. It's it's become synonymous, right? It's like a normal thing. It's a badge of honor we're wearing out there. And there's a big difference between feeling busy and actually being productive. Mm -hmm. You can be busy all day long, but when the push comes to shove and you put your head on the pillow at the end of the night, you may feel actually like you didn't get done what you actually wanted to do that day. And if you're someone who's looking to grow your business at that time and you didn't prioritize it because you were so busy, quote unquote, you know, your priorities are out of alignment here. So what I will say is if you find yourself saying the words, I don't have time often, and I know I used to say this all the time, I want you to flip the script on that. And I want you to say instead, it's not a priority to me. So it's, this is going to change your life. Trust me, like this one quick change of how you're speaking to yourself. Because as we talked about earlier, our thoughts affect our feelings, which affect our actions that we take in our life. So if you 
are someone who generally feels so busy, like you don't have time for things, you don't have time to build your business, you're not going to take action and actually do it. But if you flip the script on that and you say out loud to yourself, building my business is not a priority to me, I guarantee something's going to feel misaligned for you there if you actually do want to step into that, that world. And so what'll happen is it will propel you, it will ignite you to take some steps to make this happen. You know, maybe you're going to wake up a little bit earlier and put in 30 minutes, 45 minutes, an hour every morning before the kids get up or the routine starts going. Maybe you're going to actually take a lunch break if you are someone who's juggling, you know, a main hustle and side hustle and spend that time working on your business. You know, maybe you're going to be networking more with people like sending LinkedIn messages or Instagram messages, whatever, but you're going to find a way to make it work because it doesn't feel like you're speaking your truth when you say it out loud in that way. Now, on the other hand, if it actually does feel true to you, well, then maybe this season that you're in right now just isn't the right season for you to actually be stepping into that, which is totally fine, right? but a weight will be lifted. Like you'll feel less shame, less guilt, and you'll actually have more space in your mind because you won't be like shooting all over yourself about starting this business or growing this business that you'll feel more aligned in where you are. And you'll be able to just focus on what is actually bringing you joy during that time. So good. And then, you know, another tip I will say is, well, let me ask you, you ladies first, do you guys multitask? We've talked about this a lot. I try not to, because I don't believe that it is like actually a thing. And I know you talk about that in your book. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I know from a, like the way our brain works, like it's literally not possible yet. I still default to it. You know, it's something I have to be really conscious not to do. Yeah. Yeah. No, there's no shame. Hey, no shame. Right. Like I follow a lot of experts out there, a lot of really successful, like time management, productivity people, like totally geek out on this stuff. And most of them are going to tell you like point blank, don't multitask, right? Because as you guys mentioned, it does, it, it takes your brain away, right? You're not fully focused. And I get that. And I have tremendous respect for these individuals. I really understand where they're coming from. I get it, but I am a mom of four kids. I am juggling a business, managing this home. I would say I'd give myself that title. You know, like I've got a lot of things going on. And I think most of your listeners probably do too, in addition to you ladies, right? So I'm not going to sit here and be like, don't multitask because the truth is I multitask sometimes because I just have to. It's like part of my life right now. Maybe one day it won't be and that's fine, but right now it is. So what I have developed is sort of just like a mantra that I like to follow when it comes to multitasking, just to help us make the right decision on what to multitask and what not to multitask. Because I think we think we equate multitasking to like multitasking all these things. And then we feel stressed and frazzled and not good. And we just want to put like a big fat X on it and never do it again. But I actually think it could work for you to your benefit if you choose wisely. So my mantra is you multitask the mindless Mm-hmm. and you solo task the mindful. Mm-hmm. So you multitask the things that really come on autopilot to you. Super simple, super easy. If you messed them up a little bit, it wouldn't be the end of the world. 
And these are typically things I like to think of like household chores, you know, maybe like exercise, maybe commuting if you're not driving, you know, if it's safe to do something else while you're commuting. And these are often not people's favorite things to do, right? And so why not multitask them with things that bring you a little bit more joy, things Mm -hmm. that you find yourself saying you don't typically have time for, whether that's listening to an audio book or a podcast, maybe this podcast, you know, maybe it is uh, connecting with a friend on the phone, you know, just something that you don't often have time or space for because you're busy, right? Now, on the other side, you want to solo task the things that are more meaningful, the things that you want to be fully present for, you want to put your full time and attention toward. That's like projects for work, dinner with your family or significant other, um, you know, just stuff that you want to be all in, right? You don't want to be sitting at the table checking email. You want to be in a conversation with your significant other, with your family. You know, when you're getting on the ground playing Legos with your kid, you don't want to be thinking about work stuff, right? And frazzled and trying to handle things. You want to be fully present there. So that's my take on the multitask. I think it's a gray area. I'm not fully against it. I'm not fully for it. I'm kind of in the middle there. Yeah. Yeah. I love the mindful and mindless because that's probably pretty much how I run my multitasking. If I'm doing the dishes and there's no kids around screaming, they're typically up getting a bath. I'm listening to a podcast because it makes dishes more enjoyable. Whereas I can't be in a meeting and Taylor and I've done episodes on this where we talk about managing our day. Like I remember earlier in the year, I would like be on the Peloton answering emails, teams, chats, and messages on Instagram, trying to breathe while I'm like working out and I would come down and just be so frazzled. And so I know for me, I'm like, that's one of my like zones. Like I have to have that full time. So, and I think it's unique to each person too, but there's definitely ways that you can kind of you know, chips and salsa pair perfectly together. So there's ways that you can pair some things perfectly together to be more efficient and help you get more done for sure. Yeah. And I think, you know, from a neuroscience perspective, it's interesting to think about because really with multitasking, we're just task shifting, moving between tasks. And when they're mindless, we don't have to think as hard. We don't have to use as much energy on those tasks. And I love this idea. When you first asked it, I was a little, I'm like, I know we shouldn't multitask, but I do. I still do. Yeah. I think I wasn't sure where you stood on it, to be honest, but I love what you shared because it also is this perspective that it's not all or nothing. It's not making my, you know, multitasking this like horrible thing. It's like, how do you use it to your advantage? And then like, where are you more aware that it might sabotage you some mm-hmm. and maybe focusing on those areas? So absolutely. Totally. Love it. Yeah, totally. So I'm curious, we are wrapping up anything else you feel like a burning desire, you know, to share before we go through some of the logistics of how people can get in touch with you? Well, I'll just say, if you have something inside you that's nudging you towards something, right? Whether that's, you know, launching your business, leaving your career, having a change in your career, like whatever it is, listen to it, explore it, you know, like give it a chance to say what it has to say rather than kind of already making a list the size of a CVS receipt of all the reasons why it's not a good idea. 
you know, like just give it a chance to breathe a little bit, give yourself a chance to digest it because again, yes. What if it doesn't work out, but also what if it does? So good. So good. And remind us again, where we can order the book as well as where people can get in contact with you and what services do you offer people in addition to this amazing book that's releasing? Oh, thank you. Yeah. So the book is called Biz Management, The Working Mom's Guide to Go from Employee to Entrepreneur. And you can find that on Amazon. Uh, You can also find me and the book on my website. It is www.mamaworkit.com and that's spelled M-A-M-A. I would love to connect with you if you feel like, you know, we should be besties. I send a weekly free newsletter all about time management and productivity tips. And as far as other services, we've got lots going on that we can support women with. So we've got time management. It's a four-week program that helps you go from basically feeling overwhelmed and like your time is controlling you to empowered and like you are making time your be. So that's a four-week program. There's also a book called Time Management you can check out that I wrote And if you are a mama in business or looking to step into your business, uh, there's Biz Management Club, and it is a monthly membership program where you get coaching support, you get community, you get accountability, resources, like all the good stuff you need. It's kind of like a one-stop shop for women, uh, mom entrepreneurs in business. Love that so much. We will also link all of this in the show notes if you're listening. So if you're on a walk and multitasking, you don't have to like write it all down. You guys can access it in the show notes. This was so fun. I read a lot of this book before we got on today. And I was telling Marissa before, you know, we went live, like this has been my brain. Like, I mean, ask Taylor, this has been my brain for like the past three to six months. And I wish I had had this as a guide because it goes over your mental state, the logistic questions to ask yourself. So if you are someone that finds yourself in a position where you really feel that pull, that why, that toddler tug, you know, that we talked about, I would pick up this book. I recommend it in a heartbeat and I can't wait to dive through the rest of it. So we're super proud of you and excited for you for this book launch. And thank you so much for giving us some of your precious time today. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me and for saying those nice things. I appreciate it. Of course. We appreciate you and yeah, can't wait to hear how it goes. Thank you. We are almost done with this episode, but we want to leave you with tangible steps to apply this. We are all about taking messy action and we would encourage you to embrace that with us. So for this week's messy action, we loved what Marissa shared about this concept of multitasking, you know, really being aware and knowing like your own bandwidth of what is mindless for you and what you need to be more mindful of as you're doing it. And so for this week's messy action, what we're encouraging you to do is to actually brainstorm and think through what are some of those things that you need to be more mindful for and how can you think about scheduling, you know, those solo tasking sessions or sometimes I'll call them power sessions into your day where you can be all in and really focus on just that one thing. All right. And we hope you guys have a great rest of your week. We will see you next time. Bye y'all. We really hope you enjoyed today's episode. 
We love when you share your imperfect but impactful progress with us on social media. We've linked our Instagram, leadher.everyday, in the show notes so you can tag us. Make sure you don't miss the next episode. Hit subscribe to stay up to date. See you next time.